Hey everyone, this is Addicted to Living, a podcast about escaping self-doubt, shifting your identity, and ultimately your mindset so you can finally have the life and relationships you've always wanted and know you actually deserve. We're your host, Brett Monaco Odell. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. So guys, in this podcast, we're going to talk about all the ways that we've struggled in our own addictions, the obstacles we've encountered along the way, and the lessons we've learned. We intend to share the steps we've taken so that you can start to apply them to your own life so that you can be intentional every day and not just accepting the life you're currently living, but to go after the life that you really want. We've both made the decision to put in the time and the hard work so that we can live our lives to the fullest potential. We want you guys to be able to do exactly the same. So each week, we're going to share different methods that we apply to our daily lives to grow closer to one another, to grow as individuals, to improve our marriage and make our very, very chaotic family life work, even with kids, running a business, exploring entrepreneurship, and cultivating positive relationships all around us. All right, guys, so welcome to episode two, and today we are going to talk about recovery. What is recovery? What does it look like? Because it may be one thing to me and another to someone else. So real quick, I want to give everyone the definition of recovery. That is a return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. Yeah, so let's break that down. A normal state of health. This one's pretty obvious to me. Choosing to honor our bodies by fueling it with proper nutrition and no harmful substances. A normal state of mind, continuing to nurture our minds with positive thoughts, growing mentally and emotionally, and really getting in a space mentally that is going to improve our life. Normal state of strength. This could be as simple as making time to move our bodies and being intentional with working our bodies so that we do not become weak. All right, so one part of recovery, we're going to talk about breaking cycles, guys. Now that you've decided you want to live a happier, more joyful, more fulfilling life, let's talk about some of the habits we formed, and we're going to give you some examples. First one we've got is poor decision-making. Think about what you did on a daily basis. Like when you woke up, what was the first thing you did or the first thought that you had, first thing that came to mind? An example for me, it's an easy one. I thought about what drug I was gonna use, what did I have going on that day, because that would depend on what drug I was gonna abuse. And that was literally the first thing, how much did I have, did I have what I needed? Uh, if I didn't, how was I gonna get more? When was I gonna get more? So that was literally the first thing that I woke up and that's obviously starting your day off with a very, very poor decision. Yeah, and then we're gonna talk about what types of relationships were you in? Were they the type of person that encouraged you to grow? Did the people that you surrounded yourself live a healthy life? Did they have healthy habits? I know for me, the types of relationships that I were in, I didn't even look for those things. So it's really important who you surround yourself with is who you're going to become or who you're going to be. What's that quote? You are the sum of the, the five people you're around most. Um, I didn't care how or what I was doing every day. I didn't have any real, like, who did I want to be? I wasn't, I didn't care about that. All I wanted was somebody to be around me, somebody to be with. And it was really like, are they fostering the habits that I currently have? What are they doing tonight? Are they going out? Because if they are, that's the person I want to be hanging out with. You got to be really mindful of the relationships that you have and the people that you surround yourself with. Yeah, because those relationships, and you kind of said it right, they help you to normalize and justify what you're doing. And then it goes on for so long, it just makes everything feel normal. And then fast forward 10 years later, and there you are. Uh, your job or career. This is another cycle we have to think about. What does your employment status look like? Are you in and out of jobs? Are you happy where you work? Is what you're doing serving you and in alignment with how you want your life to look? I know both of us had jobs and were I mean, I had my job for 12 years. From that job, I moved to another job that I was at for two years. Brett was has always been employed. You know, that wasn't really a thing for us moving in and out of jobs. We were consistent with keeping a consistent job. 
However, we were not completely satisfied with the type of job that we were doing necessarily. It wasn't bringing us the joy that we wanted or needed. Maybe just kind of the means, of the means to an end, like, mm-hmm. like it is for a lot of people, you know? Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. If you want more, though, and something that's more fulfilling, which I, I know for sure I did. I was just in a job to be at my job, and it really didn't foster the type of life that I really wanted to live and that I really desired. I know for some alcoholics and some drug addicts are in and out of jobs all the time or they can't keep a job because they're drinking because they're doing drugs so it's just really something that you need to think about and be aware of you know we need to work on breaking so and i think that leads into our next cycle that we're talking about uh, the financial cycle and this is a big one it's a pretty popular one and i think people have different perspectives on it but let's think about it this way um on payday what's the first thing you do first thing i do is text all my friends see where everybody's going out that (laughs) night because i have enough money in my bank account to drink right for that day (laughs) for that day sounds awesome yeah (laughs) but no but for real like for me the example was i was fortunate enough i guess like monnie said i always you know worked and had an income but let's be clear my priority was my addiction was i able to pay my bills and things like that yes but for a second if i had to choose my addiction took priority every single time you know and it may not be that for some of you it may be going out and and, and shopping and that may be some uh, some way that you feel void uh, it might just be a cycle that you're caught in it may be something that you've always known that your friends do it's normalized so do you do you do those things do you pay your bills first do you make sure there's groceries in the house i can tell you personally from experience and the people that i was surrounded by that i surrounded myself with don't always eat. They didn't have groceries. They didn't have a roof over their head. They couch hopped. They didn't know where their next meal was coming from. And just like myself, their addiction took their priority. I mean, I had a child at home. At the time, in my biggest drinking days, it was me and my, my oldest son living at home. And there were times that, you know, I would choose to go spend $150, $200 at the bar and not go to the grocery store or not pay my light bill. I would be calling up my sister. Hey, can you lend me some money to pay my bills because I'm struggling here. Didn't you do that last week too? (laughs) Funny, (laughs) funny. But yes, making sure that we're breaking those bad cycles, like getting rid of alcohol really made a huge difference for me in prioritizing where I spent my money. Yeah, I remember telling myself for years, like, man, if I just didn't have this addiction, if I didn't spend all this money on drugs, you know how much money I would be saving, how much money I would have in my pocket? Yeah, that never happened because I stayed addicted to that stuff for so long. But I always thought about that. And so now it's nice to kind of be in a place now where my money might go elsewhere. It goes to grow me or to grow us or grow our family, right? To give back. It's not just to that other stuff, which is nice for a change. Yes. Another um, cycle that we want to talk about is our mental and emotional cycles. Think to yourself, like when you look in the mirror, what do you see? How would you explain yourself to another person? What mental state would you say you're in? What word would you use to describe yourself? If you answer any of those questions with something that you don't want, then you need to change it. So for example, so many times I would look in the mirror and realize, you know, I need to lose some weight. I don't feel good about where I am physically. Obviously where you are physically is going to tie in where you feel emotionally. So it's like, are you comfortable with yourself? When you look in the mirror, do you think, ugh, I am, why am I so lazy? What do you, you know, what words are you using to describe yourself? Why do I eat unhealthy all the time? Why do I have to drink to be happy? Am I happy? You know, it's just breaking the cycle of the way that you talk to yourself. So always talk to yourself in a positive way and things that you want for yourself. Breaking old cycles isn't 
simple, but it is necessary for change to take place. Yeah, and real quick, I just want to like piggyback off what you were talking about. The mental, like emotional kind of cycle is I think one of the most important and the toughest to break. Like Monty mentioned, like what you see, what you tell yourself when you look in the mirror, right? When you have to explain yourself or your decisions to other people, that over time will become your identity. Your identity will become those very things. It did for me. I started to identify myself as all these other things, but primarily as an addict. And I did that sometimes subconsciously. So when I made the decision to use, or when I made a poor decision, it almost made it seem okay because I'd already identified myself as an addict. And what do people expect of me? What do they expect of addicts? They expect them to make poor decisions. They would expect, oh, Brett made that decision. Well, he's an addict. And I use that to fuel my own belief in myself, good or bad. That literally became my identity. And I still work on that daily. Yeah. So the next little section we want to talk about here is shifting your mindset. So shifting the way that you're looking at yourself, shifting the negative thoughts that we have into positive. First things first, we want to get in touch with your why. If you don't have a strong enough reason to start to change your life and your mindset, you will easily slip right back into your old habits. Those cycles that we were talking about. Yeah. The, the why guys is super important. I know for myself, I would go to rehabs or I would go to detoxes or I would go to NAAA. I would go to the counseling sessions. What I, and most every time, if not all, not, if not every time I did that for someone else or my why just wasn't strong enough. My why wasn't personal enough. I had to make it personal and it had to be strong enough. And I failed at finding my why several, several, several times. But it's really important that you guys find that why, whether it's your kids, it doesn't matter what it is. Find a why that's personal and strong enough for you. Make sure it's not a why for someone else. It's not a why that someone else places upon you, friends or family or whatever. It's got to be something that is true to you. And really be intentional with thinking about that why every single day. So I've had the same why my whole entire life. Even when I, before I really realized that I had an, a drinking problem, my why has always been I do not want to raise my children the way that I was raised. I don't want my kids to see a drunk mother pass out on the couch or that can't enunciate her words or you know can't have a conversation with me or is always yelling or always fighting. That was always my why. And I continued to be this person that I knew that I didn't want to be for my kids, but I wasn't going back every single day reminding myself why, of my why writing down like journaling for example like that is one way that you can be very consistent is wake up in the morning set your intentions write down in a journal how you want your day to go remind yourself why you are choosing not to do all these things that we are so used to doing every day being intentional with that why which kind of leads into the next action item we have for shifting your mindset uh, and this one's a huge one for me. I'm sure it is for a lot of people, but I had to find one positive thing that I could do each day and I had to build on that. I know Monica mentioned journaling, journaling and things like that. I always thought about this as I just need one little win. I just need one little success under my belt. And that win, that success can look like different things to different people. And it doesn't matter how big or how small it is. I, I just needed one little win. Like I needed to not use for this amount of time that I said I was going to. I needed to reach out to this person. I, I needed to, to begin trying to restore this relationship. I needed a, whatever it was. I need this. I need that. I needed one little win. 
One thing that whenever we talk about like how we allow something outside of our control to really dictate how our day is going to go, like I always go back to the example, you know, when you're, you make yourself a cup of coffee before you leave for work or before you leave to go do the first thing that you're going to do for the day and you spill it on your shirt and then you're like, shit, now I have a coffee mark on my shirt. And then you walk out to your car and you step in a puddle and it's like, damn it, now I have mud on my shoe. Like this is how my day is going to go. Then your day's ruined from that moment on. It's like, don't worry about, don't like, don't sweat the small stuff like those things are not what is going to set your day up your mindset is what's going to set your day if you decide i'm going to have a good day today yes i spilled coffee on my shirt then i stepped in some mud big deal i'm gonna go change my shoes change my shirt and start over i'm gonna have a great day today because i have decided in my mind that today is going to be a good day and nothing is going to change that yeah and that's important and it's not always easy it takes time it's not like you're going to wake up one day and like oh i can do all these things perfect from the no, get-go it is, it is not that way it's something we struggle with daily but it's a necessity one of the other things about shifting your mindset is i think pretty obvious especially if you're listening to our podcast is thinking about staying sober when you think about sobriety you've got to think about just today not the rest of your life yesterday's gone tomorrow isn't here yet i remember going to na meetings all the time and i would hear people sharing their story and they'd you know if you've ever been to one they they go around the table or around the around the group and everybody says you know i'm so and so i've been sober for two days or i've been sober for a week or five years or 30 years or 40 years and that happens and i remember hearing some of these stories especially when i was newly on sober being like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to stay sober? How am I going to do this for that long, for the rest of my life? And if you've ever been to NA or AA, they do tell you to focus on one day at a time. Wake up each day, remind yourself to be sober for that day and do what you need to do for today. So don't think about every other day. Think about just today. Yeah. 30 years seems a bit overwhelming. We don't want to get overzealous here. So super, super <laughs> let's just do it today. Super overwhelming. <laughs> um, and then it kind of goes back to like your positive self-talk. I kind of talked on that a little bit, but just saying things like I'm healthy. I make good decisions that will improve my life. I'm worthy. I know I have never felt like I was worthy of more than what I had. Kind of like when I was talking about breaking the cycle of being in relationships with people who don't grow you or don't encourage you. I didn't think I was worthy of more than that. And honestly, until I met Brett, I'm not sure I ever felt that way. He helps me in that. So that's, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky in that way that I found somebody who's doing the same things that I'm doing, which goes back also again to you are who you surround yourself with. Brett and I both are very uh, intentional. We have goals. We both want to grow. Luckily, we have each other to lean on. But if you don't have that, do the journaling. But make sure you're always talking to yourself in a positive way. Don't talk yourself down. Always try to stay positive. That's and, huge. Yeah, and remember what she just said too about surround. We've said it like four times already, but who you surround yourself with is important. I know Monty just mentioned that, yeah, we're lucky that we have each other and we have same values and same goals and intentions and things like that. But one thing, whether you have people in your life or you don't, you have to be super careful and super intentional on who you let in your life. It doesn't matter if it's at your job or with your family. Like Positive self-talk is so important and so necessary. You have to be very careful on who you allow to speak into your life, even in a surface level type way. Because it's so easy, especially when you're trying to build that positive self-talk and break that cycle that we're talking about. Having people that don't add value or who are, or don't lift you up or who aren't positive and they just kind of have that negative mindset about whatever it is, it can start to infect you. And it just makes it even harder to break the cycle of positive self-talk. There's always that person that comes in. They're like, oh, my day is terrible. We and all know them. 
I almost got hit at the traffic light and this happened and that happened and this happened and it's every day, every single day. It's like, man, I don't even want to be around you. The energy you bring is just like a dark cloud. Please just stay away. Right. So just be careful who you choose to surround yourself right. with. Right. And being mindful of the fact that, hey, you're going through some things right now. You're trying to do all these things and better your life and shift your mindset. Like you have to be mindful of that all the time. So don't feel bad. Don't feel, uh, you know, like you're not being a good person or, or whatever the case may be, you know, or you're being a jerk. You're not. You're just, you're for the first time maybe in your life, you're valuing yourself. You're valuing your life and you're trying to work on yourself. And it is okay to like give those people some grace. And it's like, man, yeah. I'm sorry you're having such a bad day. Compliment them. Hey, you. at least you look great today. You know, make them feel good because when you make somebody else feel good, that makes you feel good yeah. yourself. So it's okay to, like I said, give them some grace. And you don't necessarily have to be like, I'm sorry, you can't be around me because I'm you're just not right. the energy that I want. You I'm going to have to ask you to leave. But just yeah. don't choose yeah. to go out for a night with those type of people. Just be careful who you choose and who you have in your circle. Last thing as far as shifting your mindset, do the hard things. More than likely, all the things that are out there that you don't want to do are probably the things you should be doing. Right. So an example for that for me was over the course of 20 plus years, I don't know how many times I thought about going in, into detox or in a sober living and sober living was huge for me. I always felt like because I had a job, I had the ability to put a roof over my head and, and food in my fridge and, and whatever that I didn't need that. And I talked myself very quickly out of doing that a million times. It wasn't until this very last time that the decision came came up again where should I go into sober living? And I used the excuse that, hey, my family, my friends, the ones that are close to me, they would love to see that. And I, I started thinking to myself, like, I can do that for them, having to go back to my why. The more I thought about that, the more it dawned on me that, Brett, this is something that you don't want to do, that you feel like you don't need to do, that you're better than that, or you, you know, you're not like everybody else that goes into sober living, but I was wrong. And it was the exact thing that I needed to do. And that's the reason why I went that last time was because I knew that I didn't want to do it. I felt like I didn't need to do it. And I told myself like, no, that probably means Brett, you need to do it. You should be doing it. And I did it. That's one example for me working out. We talked about having a, you know, a healthy body, a healthy mind, all those things help, you know, working out is a sacrifice of time. It's a sacrifice of energy. You know, sometimes, sometimes eating healthy, you know, is a, is a financial sacrifice. Sometimes it's more expensive to eat healthy, you know, just being mindful of that. But those are all probably things we should do. Yeah, not only do the hard things, but I can use it working out as the example on this, but do the hard things first. So like you have a day full of things, like here's my list of to do's for the day. Put the thing that you don't want to do the most on the top of that list. The second that my kids are on the bus in school, I go straight to the gym because that's when I have time. And that's when I know working out, if I wait till after work or, after the kids are out of school, most likely it's not gonna happen because it's one of the harder things that I'm gonna be doing throughout my day. So do the hard things first. Do the things that you don't wanna do the most first, get them done, so that way you can go and do all the things that bring you joy. Right, and it kinda helps to build that momentum. Once you've knocked mm -hmm. out the hard thing first, you're like, okay, now the rest of my day is kind of, I can coast. Be a little easier. Be a little easier, so yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about um, some actions that you can take, little takeaways from uh, things that we've done. So change can be scary or intimidating, but once you start to apply the healthy habits to your life, 
that feeling starts to go away and you will start to feel the improvement happening. So here's some actions that we have taken that helped us improve the quality of our life. So just starting from the beginning of Brett and I, in the beginning of our sobriety, we were both employees at a nine to five type job, making an hourly wage. Brett worked 45 minutes from home at Amazon. Most of his day was spent driving 45 minutes away, Kansas. I worked at a health club part-time and making very low wage. Neither of us were like, this is great, this is what I wanna do, this is where I wanna, this is the money I wanna make. We weren't satisfied with our current situation. So we actually had an opportunity to buy the nutrition club that I was working at. I loved my job, however, I wasn't getting paid very much for it. And anyway, so we got an opportunity to purchase the club. We knew that this would take work and in the beginning, we would be strapped for money, but it was in town where our two boys go to school and the club was five minutes from our house. We saw the potential for growth in the business and we decided to take our chances and we did it. So it started out as a learning experience. We were stressed at times in the beginning and it started to force us to be more mindful of our mental state. This is where the personal development really came into play. So we started to apply personal development to our daily routine. Like after we had dinner, we got the kids situated and ready for bed. We took, we found, typically we found some, like a podcast that was 20 minutes to an hour and we listened to it together. After we listened to it, we would talk about our takeaways with one another and ways that we wanted to apply these takeaways to our lives. So one thing led to another. And one day I mentioned that I would love to start a podcast and Brett was like, oh my gosh, I've thought about that in the past too. So it seemed like the perfect next step for us. So personal development is not only going to help you cope with the daily stressors in life, but it can bring up passions or opportunities that may not have came up otherwise. Not to mention too, sometimes just doing that personal development, whether it's a podcast or, or reading a book or, or whatever, it's just that you're being intentional with your time. You know what I mean? You're you're taking time to yourself or time with your spouse or significant other. You know, and Monty and I talk about it all the time, like just, yes, how much we got from those podcasts that we listened to, no matter what the, the podcast subject was about. But one of the things that we enjoyed most that actually, and she just mentioned it, what led us into podcasting was how much we got from it from a relationship standpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really grew. It, we really did grow. And it helped us to think about ourselves, not just as a married couple, but individually. Like, what can I do? Who do I need to be? What are, what are some actions like we're talking about now that I can take to continue to grow and continue to be better? And most importantly, continue to stay sober because nothing else happens without that. One of the other things too, and I've mentioned it once or twice already before, and and it's exercise, exercise, working out, eating healthy, all those things. Uh, when your body feels good, so does your mind. I truly believe that. I know Monty does too. And guys, some of these actions, they're not going to be for everybody. We wanted to give you some of the things that we're currently doing that we've done too. And that was one. Like I just, I we knew we liked it. We just felt better doing it. We just felt like we had more energy. We just felt more confident, I guess you want to call it, just mm -hmm. happier, more, I guess, joyful without sounding cliche from doing that, you know? Yeah. So we talk about personal development, exercising daily, being intentional on those things, and then doing things that bring you joy, like family activities. If you have a family, go on walks together. If you don't have a family, go on walk by yourself, listen to your podcast while you're walking. That's going to knock out your personal development and your daily exercise all in one going to the park, sitting down for dinner at the dinner table with your family, spending that one-on-one -on -one time with, with your kids or with your husband or with your wife or with your boyfriend, you know, with wh whoever's around you. Things that you like to do personally. So for me, that's volleyball. I really like that. I like to be active. I like to play sports. Uh, another thing that Brett 
loves to do more breaths than me, but <laughs> I do it because I love him. Because she loves him. Playing catch, like in the backyard, we'll, you know, if we want to get out and move around or do something outside while the boys are outside playing, we play catch with the football. Um, just really being intentional with your time and filling the space, filling the voids that we used to use drugs or alcohol to fill yeah. those voids with. I'm glad you said that because for me, and Monica can attest to this too, you may be listening to this and think, you know what, okay, after I get the kids off in the morning, if you have kids or whatever, after I go to work during the day, after I come home and pick the kids up, and outside of going out or staying at home with friends or whoever and drinking or using or whatever that looks like, you may be thinking, like, I don't know what, what really, yeah, what time. really brings me joy. I, I'm guilty of that. Like, Monty to this day can ask me certain things, and they're very simple. When we were, we were thinking about this podcast and this particular part here, it's like, man, these things that we just kind of mentioned, those are very, very simple. They're nothing extravagant. They're not like, it doesn't cost us anything. We're not doing any of these grand things. It's the, what like normal people do. What normal people. And yeah, that's a good point. So <laughs> we my, normal. but my point is, is if you may, if you don't know what things bring you joy outside of, uh, you know, the kids and what, what you even do outside of work and going out, it's important that you try to figure that out. Yeah. That and in, in and of itself things. is something that you, you can explore, explore yeah. yourself. What do you like? Do things to figure out what you like to do who you are so anyways guys those are some of the actions we wanted to give you i hope that you got some takeaways from that that's going to wrap up our our podcast for today and guys like i said we really hope that you're able to gain something from this episode and you walk away feeling a little bit better than you did before with that being said we would appreciate all your questions any of your feedback or ideas for topics and actually even personal struggles that you might be having right now or that you've experienced with yourself or with a friend or family member to do that you can email us at addicted living podcast at gmail.com you can also find out more about us on our personal facebook pages uh, i'm brett with one t odell obviously and monica odell you can also join our addicted living Facebook group from there. You can find us on Instagram at Addicted to Living Podcast. So if you like our podcast today, guys, do us a favor and like and subscribe so that you know when new episodes will drop. We wouldn't want you to miss out. With that, live life in the moment and make today great.